Welcome to another Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I don't have a whole lot of news from Rare themselves, but we did get a bit of a tease, and there is a ton of content coming out from the community, as well as some stories from yours truly. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. First up on today's docket, I did want to give a shout out to the winners of the Sea of Thieves shot ghost theme contest that was going on so that you could win those uh, cosmetics that I talked about in the week where uh, Captain Balzani and I were talking about the the SOT shot on Twitter and Instagram. So uh, Valerie, Joshua Day, uh, Yurik, Sluk, and Owland6 uh, all won this week for the ghosts. Uh, and one of the ones that uh, Captain Balzani Zonia actually mentioned was one of the ones that actually won. So congrats to that person for their SOT shot. Uh, we do not know when the next, actually, no, I take that back. We do know that the next contest will start on July 13th and it's going to be uh, something dealing with being damp. So I imagine we're probably going to have something similar to whatever is going to be your best underwater sea shot. So get out there, get in some interesting uh, situations and get in the water so you might actually get some good shots and hopefully win those cosmetics. I know that the latest Sea of Champions uh, contests were going on this last weekend and they actually uh, crowned some winners and respectively those winners won the Sea of Champions Sea uh, liveries, so the the actual sale that they have for their contest. And uh, we actually had the Red Dog crew for the on the map they had their kings of fishing uh semi season two grand finals and i was uh watching this when i found out that uh jay dies a lot and annie who i got to meet at the uh megalodon venture back in february before everything went haywire uh they actually were in the grand finals but jay actually had to go uh due to him managing a comedy twitch uh, show that he's actually got his own comedy club on Twitch now, um, which hopefully if we get some time uh, later this month or next month, I'll have him come on to talk about Sea of Thieves and to, to kind of talk about that a little bit more so that you guys can uh, look forward to that. Um, I'll see if I can get a link to it uh, in the show notes this week. If I can't, then uh, then I'll, I'll see if we can have him on later on. But the thing was, is he messaged me uh, before the event started because it was starting late and he let me know that he actually had to go. So I actually got to participate in the Kings of Fish uh, season two grand finale, which was uh, hosted by Captain Beetle and uh, Naif. Um, let's see who else was our uh, Captain Balzania, as well as uh, Chris Marlowe, uh, who's one of the senior engineers. And uh, they all were uh, BD. Sorry, I don't know what I said earlier, but BD, Captain BD is the one that kind of heads that up. And uh, I'm going to see if I can get them on the show at some point as well to a lot of people to get on the show uh, in, in the coming months. And we were fishing for about, oh, I don't know. It felt like an hour and a half to two hours. Might have been even longer. It was probably about two hours. And the goal of it was you had three crews. You had 
next to an island uh i think we were at castaway island at this point so there's one uh cooking spot on that island you can uh have pvp on the island but you can only have one representative of each crew on the island at a time you can only cook on the island and you can only attack someone if they're actually on the island not just in the water swimming you can kill sharks that are in the water for meat but the goal is whoever cooks the most fish or has the most fish or the most trophy fish or the most specialty fish at the end of the two hours wins and points are calculated we had a grand time and it was a lot of fun it ended with us sailing over to steven spoils summoning a kraken getting stuck in a storm losing a, a ship and yeah it was pretty pretty crazy uh we had uh someone have to actually rowboat one of the rowboats with all of the the fish that we had fished up back to Steven Spoils in the middle of a storm, avoiding a kraken. It was pretty epic. Uh, we didn't win, sadly. I, I uh, tried my best to fish as quickly as possible. Um, there were uh, there were there were a couple things I probably could have done better. Excuse me. And uh, I had a really good time. You know, when when you're having fishing, it feels like it's just kind of a relaxing thing. But when you add cooking on an island with uh, PVP enabled on the island and trying to see like what the best strategy is, man, it is really tough to try and fish up as much as you possibly can because there's only so much food you get and only so much bait that you have to begin with. So you really have to be choosy about what you get with your bait and you really have to be choosy about how much time you spend on the island versus just fishing in general. So we tied with the the other team for second place and the first team uh, had a really, really good person on PVP and they kind of held the ground on the island and were able to fish uh, or, or take a lot of the fish and cook them. So they actually came out ahead, which was pretty impressive. Um, it was a really, really awesome thing. And I, I look forward to seeing how that goes in the future. Uh, we had five galleons on a regular server. So I'm, I'm interested to see like what you can actually do when you aren't having to. And, and the reason why I had to sub in was because they were delayed. They, they actually had a crew that couldn't log into the server. There was a bug with the server. And this kind of goes back to the idea of uh, private servers, how I think that everyone should have the right to play that they want to play. I think that's a, a, a noble goal for people to want to have. And there's nothing wrong with it. And anyone that says otherwise is a tool. So thanks for that review. Um, but you guys don't care about that. Only I care about that. I don't even really care about that. I just wanted to bring it up on the podcast just to call them out. So regardless, it would be great to see stuff like this, uh, be able to have a fair kind of fostered event in Sea of Thieves without it being disrupted. Uh, obviously, they had to take a lot of time and they actually had uh, help from the Co Copper Craig or excuse me, I don't know why I'm saying that wrong. The Copper Keg crew, who is part of uh, Crotux Discord community, and they had actually helped the Red Dog crew to get these ships together to be able to do this because they don't have access to private servers. So it's things like this to, to be able to quickly spin up a server to get the ships on the server to get the supplies that you need in a reasonable amount of time without having to worry about 
is it cutting into the scheduled time where people may not be able to actually spend uh, the entire time at the event because we've all got plans. We all have things we need to do. And see if the use is one of those things that we schedule out time. And if it goes past, then it's kind of, it's a big bummer, you know, especially when it comes down to a technicality about trying to get a server uh, and trying to get the ships on the server so that you can actually have the event. Because at the end of the day, this was just for fun. This was just for community building. Uh, there was not really a whole lot of reason outside of just wanting to have some fun with people. And I really love that. It's it was such a good time. I had so much fun this weekend sailing with everyone. In fact, I got to sail with um Thorvon Blitz. We went out and did some did some sailing around and uh I, I got to sail with the Keelhauld crew this weekend. In fact, I got to jump in with uh Freika and Toden on a brig while uh Untrue Hero, um a gentleman I don't know. I don't know that well. I don't know him in, in the Discord or I don't see him talk in the Discord, but he was on, on the galleon and uh, we had uh, Chenzo as well as Untrue Hero. And we we just sailed around. We were doing uh, fleets because that's that was kind of the goal. But as, as always, when you're in fleets or you're on a server, you tend to want to PvP. So we ended up uh, coming across a Reapers 5 galleon who uh, had been sailing around. They had been loot stacking for eight hours as a reaper five and they got merged into our server and uh our two ships were trying to uh take down this ship and another brig and a sloop in the area there was a sloop randomly attacking us i don't know what they were doing they weren't that great and we ended up uh toad and i ended up sinking them a couple times um because freika unfortunately it was getting really really late where he was so he actually had to take off so toad and i are trying to uh, manage a brig two person and we took down the brig a couple times these brig this brig was a an athena two when we found them and uh, sank them, got kegged and uh, got their flag. And later on, when the brig kept coming back, it was always at the most inopportune time. But I have to shout out uh, the, the crew of the galleon who merged into our server. They had a ton of loot. They were really, really good PVPers. It didn't seem like they had been playing for, for the entire time that the game has been out. Uh, their achievements were kind of like 50 to 20 to 30% complete. So it seems like like maybe they jumped into the game uh, later on after launch, but uh, man, they did a really good job. They were good boarders. They they uh, managed their ship well. They uh, defended our our attacks pr pretty well. And at one point, we all kind of decided that we broke it broke the engagement and uh, we went and we sold all the stuff that we had. And um, sorry, I had to cut out some coughing. I don't know what happened there, but I uh, uh, was saying how we broke the engagement. Uh, they went one way, we went the other way, and uh, the galleon turned in all the stuff that they had. They had a lot. It was really crazy how much they had. And the the other galleon uh, went off to Plunder's Outpost, and they turned in a majority of the stuff that they had, but they were Reapers, so they actually missed out because they didn't want to lose their Reaper 5 flag, so they uh, missed out on turning in all of the, the loot that they had been stacking for eight hours at the reaper's hideout because we had actually taken it over so after we had turned everything in we had like one last 
good bout out in the middle of ancient isles and uh we we tried a last ditch effort the galleon tried a last ditch effort um after my brig was sank uh sunk and toden uh ended up logging off after that and i jumped on the galleon and was kind of helping out chenzo manage while everyone else jumped on reaper's hideout to kind of tuck and see if we could get the reaper's chests that they had turns out they had a couple reaper's chests and uh, one of the things that i learned was that during the last battle on reaper's hideout the thing that really uh did us in was blunder bombs uh this crew was really adept at getting us with blunder bombs because we we couldn't quite get a shot off or, or really kind of attack anyone because we were kept getting knocked around so one thing i did take away from the the fight was one the the guys that we were fighting uh or girls i don't know i didn't get to talk to to all of the crew i only got to talk to one guy in the water after he sank uh sank toden in our brig and i was uh swimming back to try and get on our ship uh he and i were talking which is how i found out kind of what they were doing and uh it was really awesome because they were just really nice people uh it was just a, a good bout uh it's one of those things where i felt like we could have all probably have gone to a tavern and drank about it and had a good time and just kind of messed around afterwards um so shout out to them for for being a really really good crew it's nice to have a good fight uh for once um and after that uh i ended up jumping on a sloop with um people's uh republic and we ended up going to do a few of these uh flameheart fleets we wanted to go do some ghost ship hunting because that was kind of the the chests and stuff were the things that we really wanted to knock out before the update which i think is coming on the i believe it's the 22nd i'm actually going to click my calendar right now and say yeah i'm pretty sure based on what uh i was told by xbox mike on twitter that uh, apparently the update should be coming on the 22nd because that is a little bit later than the third wednesday of the month but as far as the full week is concerned that is the, the third one and um i haven't checked but i would imagine that any of the the bundle deals that are in the microsoft store right now that you can purchase are probably going to expire on the 21st which usually means we're going to get an update on the 22nd which i'm excited about so we'll probably find out this week on um wednesday or thursday we'll probably find out more about the teaser that rare put out there but i'll want to talk a little bit about that uh in a little bit but uh so Pe people's republic and i actually jumped on a sloop and we were out towards kraken's fall and we were sailing around for a while and uh we were on the cusp of the fleets that are just north of ancient spire you know what i'm talking about and we spawned them but it was always a sloop crew uh skeleton sloop that we were kind of going around and as we were um kind of dealing with the ghost ships we would sink one of the the skeleton ships and we knocked that out we went over the crooked masts and we knocked out one over there and halfway through the battle over there we found out that someone another sloop had actually been taking on the fleet ships uh and finished those up because we got the little notification that we had beat the fleet crew and i was like oh well, <laughs> cool you know don't have to worry about that so we threw another voyage down for fleets and it po uh, popped us back over over to uh, Kraken's Fall. And after a little bit of a restock over at the local uh, stronghold fort, uh, we, we went back and we took out the, uh, the first wave, I believe. It was the first wave 
on the voyage and we saw that the sloop had been close to a rock and i i just assumed that they were restocking because i saw a bunch of barrels uh or birds flying in the air so there had to have been barrels there so i figured they were restocking and they started to sail off towards us as we were kind of circling around kraken's fall to to do that so we kind of anticipated maybe having to fight them Maybe not, just depending on how they were. And we ended up deciding to attack them, but they actually ended up getting pummeled pretty hard by one of the skeleton ships uh one of the captains and his his drone ships that were around him so his the the sloop's mast was down it was on fire and we laid in a few shots to it and as people jumped over to go see what was going on the ship sank just outright sank like faster than than you would normally expect a ship to sink if it had just been attacked by one but it went down really quick and the amount of treasure that came up from this wreck was insane it i I can't tell you how long this sloop must have been sailing but people said that he thinks that they disconnected and that's the only thing i can think of because they didn't put up a fight they didn't try to repair their ship there was no one on board it was a ghost ship getting attacked by ghost ships and they had a ton of loot so we ended up well we we had a hard time because bear in mind we're in the middle of a of a ghost voyage at the moment so we're getting attacked by a couple captain ships and a bunch of drones in the first place but we managed to survive that we managed to get all of the treasure that this sloop had which was a ton of loot it was so much holy cow it had to have been i'm thinking uh by the time we got our stuff and their stuff we made over i want to say it was close to 100 150,000 gold in what they had and what we had. It was insane. They had, to, to give you an idea, they had four four or five ashen chests just locked chests so they must have been going after emergent skeletons for a while plus a whole bunch of other stuff like gems and skulls it was insane and we decided to sail down to ancient spire uh after i want to say we got merged after that um because once we had completed the fleet uh we got the treasure and then we decided to go down to ancient spire and we turned in all the stuff that we had and i am happy to say that while i may be late to the party on this uh that haul that we got out of nowhere got me up to 75 in order souls and 75 in gold hoarders and i'm still working on reapers which because of the fights that we had that night uh i was able to get up to 50 which feels low honestly i feel like i should really have more but i was talking to peoples about it and i started to think about the fact that a majority of the people that i'm used to fighting don't have emissary flags so we usually have to rank up based off of the treasure that we get from those ships and plus what we find in the meanwhile so i'm not ranking up as fast as i i used to when everyone was putting on emissary flags and i'm a little bummed about that because i'm i'm in the back of my mind i've got this concern that it's it's going to be like this for a while that it's going to take some re ups on the content or some new cosmetics coming in with the emissaries for the the ledgers to get people back in the the swing of throwing up their emissary flag now it's it's hard to say because the game is on steam 
game. It's doing great. There's a ton of new countries that are getting into the, the seas and on the servers. So I'm seeing a lot of fresh pirates, a lot of people that are trying to learn how to play the game. And it's it's tough. Uh, but I will say that I was very, very grateful. And I would have felt really bad if we didn't sell everything that we took from that sloop so we made sure to grab everything that we possibly could we sold every piece of loot that that person gathered and i just want you to know that we didn't let it go to waste we we took everything and it was it was very very nice of you to gather it for us and deliver it to us while we were doing the the fleets it was uh exceptional that that you were willing to go through that much trouble it takes me back to the days of when uh uh prodigy x uh was getting pirate legend and and he would have the same thing where people would bring him treasure uh to turn in so that he could get ranked up to max rank as well too it was a it was a nice treat i will say so one of the the things um i did get to do and i think i'm going to save this for a little bit later was i got to sail this weekend with uh sightless combat for the xbox ambassador program as well and i'm going to save that for a little bit later but at the end of the day this weekend i had such a blast between the kings of fish uh tournament by on the map or the red dog crew and the copper keg helping them get the ships for it so thanks to crow tucks community for that uh between the keel hauled community and having a good time and sailing with a bunch of people and having some really, really close calls on some PvP fights. I had so much fun. And then, to, of course, to get the free treasure from the pirate who decided to, to give us a bunch of stuff, whatever your name is, thank you for getting me up to 75 in Order Souls and Gold Hoarder. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break because uh, I need to drink something and I'll be right back with some of the other stuff that's going on this last week in the community. All right, Pirates, next up on today's docket, a couple quick little tidbits of news for you after getting through some of the captain's log that I was planning on saving for later. But ah, man, you know, when you just get into it, you just want to tell the story. So if you are heading over to your favorite music platform of choice, there is now a new song available for Sea of Thieves, Shores of Gold, that is now up over there. So if you listen on Spotify for the podcast, you can listen to Sea of Thieves, Shores of Gold on there, Amazon Music, uh, YouTube Music, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, and TikTok, which I didn't realize that was a thing. I didn't know. So if you TikTok and you like talking the tick, uh, you can now talk tick on Shores of Gold. I don't know how that works. It's a thing. What do you, I don't, it's, I don't get it. Um, maybe I just need to actually pay more attention to it. I just look at the scary stuff on there. I don't look at the people dancing. I just look at the people that are showing me ghost stuff because pirate sea of thieves ghosts, it fits. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll let it go. But <laughs> Over at Designed by Humans, uh, Designed by Humans, if you don't know, is the fan-based shop for all of your, uh, actually, they got a ton of franchises there, so I can't really say it's just for Sea of Thieves, but there are a ton of designs by community members over there, and there's some new stuff that came in from the community. So there's an Umbra, uh, who, if you don't know, that's the Sea of uh, Legends person that's over on in the Shores of Plenty who tells you about all the Easter eggs, except for mine, which which I, it's okay. I, I'm just, if you see me out in the world, 
and you want to get on my good side, send me a photo of you killing my captain out there. Uh, or better yet, check to see if I'm online because the one year anniversary is coming up and I really, really want to see my skeleton. And I have a feeling I'm just going to have to spam a bunch of Order of Souls voyages to, to see it happen. So Umbra's over there. It's a really cool uh, t-shirt. It's not like a, a full-fledged, it's just a, a, a portrait. There's a nice skull and crossbones with a gold skull and some uh, some some nice, um, I want to say it's like mercenary swords. It's gold hilts with uh, two swords, kind of look like horns. It's kind of cool. My favorite though has to be the one that looks like it's um, kind of a, uh, like a, like a, I can't think of what they're called. Whenever you go somewhere and they've got a gift shop, it's a gift shop shirt that is like a location. Like, hey, I went to uh, Yosemite Redwoods and I got to go see the El Capitan Mountain, uh, which is v a very, very local reference. So I apologize, international uh, listeners. You guys might want to Google El Capitan in Yosemite, but they've got a Cannon Cove t-shirt that looks amazing. It looks awesome. It looks like something that you would go visit in the Caribbean and you're like, ah, oh, I remember when I went to go see Cannon Cove and I saw the sunrise and I got this t-shirt to commemorate the, the thing. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to Cannon Cove and watched a sunrise there or a sunset. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. So I love the t-shirts. They look great. And if you're an artist, you can actually head over to designbyhumans.com forward slash sea of thieves. And I'm going to put the submit slash brief. So I'm going to put the actual link to this in the show notes. So if you're an artist, uh, I know a lot of you have been having a good time with the art club. And if I can, I want to see if I can actually grab uh, the shout out that um, someone in spoon scribbles in the keel hall discord uh got his or her i don't know if it's a his or her but they got their uh drawing of grog soaked eddie who if you don't know you need to go over to shipwreck bay and see that dude look at his hand because man that's some good stuff right there that's some comedy uh they actually uh won for the friday fan art on facebook for Sea of Thieves, like the actual Sea of Thieves. So his art actually got the the portrait, which is so awesome. It was so great to see that. And uh, they, they found out about the art club and they posted it on the Facebook and on the Twitter and that's how they won. Uh, so shout out to, to Spoon Scribbles. Your artwork is awesome. If you want to jump in there and get your artwork as a t-shirt, I'm going to have the link in the show notes for how to do that in the in in this one so you can actually submit your art so people can start purchasing your artwork on a t-shirt for Sea of Thieves. How cool would that be? I mean, I've been trying to get people to buy my merchandise forever, but that's because I'm terrible at art and I actually have been really really lazy about the one shirt that I did commission to actually get that out on uh <laughs> out on Teespring so I can actually have that. Um so I am going to have a link for that. And I really hope you guys all jump on that if you're uh, artistic, because it's totally worth it. The other one little tidbit that I did want to toss in there is uh, a little a little tease, a Tuesday trivia. So I don't know if you know, know this or not, but Sea Thieves every Tuesday has a Tuesday trivia hashtag. And this week's trivia uh, was actually kind of interesting because I don't think a lot of people jumping into the game may know about this. So they wrote, uh, quote, the 
reason that merfolk rekindled their agreement to help sailors lost at sea was to repay the honorable actions of a few good pirates during the events of Athena's fortune novel. Now, some of you may not have actually read the Sea of Thieves novel, Athena's Fortune, and I would urge you, Dreaming Nomad on Twitter is jumping into it, and I have to say, this is a really, really good book to read because there's two things that are in the game soon uh, that, that are, well, there's two things in the game. For one, Shores of Gold, the song that I just talked about for uh, uh, the, the, the actual album for Sea of Thieves, that is all the story that was in Athena's Fortune. Uh, Ramses, the pirate lord, he is, he is in Athena's Fortune. You learn about him. And there's another story of another character that I think will eventually become uh, prominent in the game because Duke talked about her and we haven't seen her yet, but Lorena who is the leader of the Bildrat crew, according to some of the dialogue that Duke had a while back when he first returned during the Heart of Fire um, tall tale. He came back and he talked about how he was out looking for Lorena because he thought it was important, uh, which is great because I, I would love to see more characters from the book uh, get into the actual game and uh, i didn't get a chance to dive into this but i did find out about something lore wise that i'm going to purchase i'm going to read and i'm going to see if i can give you all some information some lore that i don't think anyone's covered yet and i don't want to give it away because it's a, a pretty cool thing but i'm going to have to do some some diving in on this to actually see if i can piece it together because i want to put a story together for you guys to do that but i'm going to have some more details in the coming weeks um so that i can actually have like a really cool story to share with you guys i think it's going to be really important in the upcoming months of Sea of Thieves. So I'm going to try and see if I can put some notes together and stuff. But yeah, you need to go read Athena's Fortune if you haven't, because I'm sure there's another book that's going to be coming down the line at some point when we start getting more and more story. Um, the Shores of Gold ties into the book and the trivia that we had talks about how uh, the mermaids rekindled their agreement to save sailors who fall off their ships because of the stuff that was done in Athena's fortune. So you got to read that book. It's so worth it. And I'm going to take another break. We're going to hear from our, uh, our, our partner network groups. And I'm going to see if I can recommend a couple of the awesome podcasts that are on the robots radio network. So I'll be right back. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86 host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Hey there, my name is Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. 
And together, we are the hosts of The Deal, weekly gaming news. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. All righty then. Now we're back. And I wanted to dive in a couple things real quick just before I get to the main thing that I wanted to dive into this week, which is kind of the biggest thing that we saw come out of the community. So I just wanted to check in with you and see how you all are doing on your emissary ledgers. Now, some of you may or may not be focusing much on this. I am because there's an achievement for it. Every or every month, I get closer and closer to that five-month achievement where I reach the top tier tier four for, or I guess tier one, is it tier one or tier four? You guys let me know. I'm, I'm not sure if it should be tier one or tier four, but the top tier for each of the different uh, reputations, so the Reaper's Bones, the Athena's Fortune, uh, Order Souls, Gold Hoarders, and Merchant Alliance. We have, as of the time I'm recording this, 18 days left. And I am happy to report that I am well on my way with Gold Hoarder and Order of Souls. I still need to get some more Athena. I'm tier tier. Uh, I'm the second place for that tier. I'm going to say tier two. I'm going to say tier one is the top. Tier two is the second best. Tier three and then tier four is the lowest. So that way you kind of understand what I'm referencing, what I mean by that. But I'm in tier two for Reapers, uh, for Athena's Fortune and for Merchant Alliance. So I've got a little less than um, three weeks, about two and a half weeks left. Uh, at the end of the month, we'll, we'll kind of be rolling that over. So 18 days, I got to make sure I get those up there because this will be the third month in a row, meaning that by the end of September, hopefully I will have that achievement. So one of the things I wanted to check in with you, are you guys still enjoying the emissary system? Are you still using it? Is it still something that's on the, the, the forefront of your mind when you set up a server and or not a server when you set up a ship and go sailing? Uh, and, and what are you doing with that? And the second thing I wanted to dive into actually deals with the uh, daily bounties and the weekly things and the regular events. Obviously, Right now, we still have uh, the Tuesday Ashen Expeditions, where anything you turn in in the Ashen Treasures category uh, from the Devil's Roar on Tuesdays, you will earn uh, additional rewards on that. You'll earn uh, double from what I understand. And you've got the daily gold rush, which happens from, uh, what is it, 6 p.m. to uh, 7 p.m. BST and uh 7 6 6 p.m to 7 p.m pdt which is uh, uh british standard time and pacific coast time for the u.s which is roughly eight hour difference apart so that would be let's see british standard time would be one no eight hours from six so that would be 10 a.m i think i can't remember i'm so bad when i'm trying to do this this late at night regardless head over there you get the the one and a half times multiplier on that and then the shark hunt 
was over in the 8th of July, which I'm kind of wondering, like we haven't seen that updated. So I'm kind of wondering how come we haven't seen a new event crop up, even if it's just something that deals with giving us additional gold. It's kind of strange. Like they were doing one on top of the other for so long and now it's just kind of eh. So is that something you guys think about when you're out there sailing or do you do your own thing? Like, how are these impacting what you do? Because for me, it's very passive. Uh, they've started to put this information in the uh, news section on the actual client. So before you get into arena and adventure, you've got the pirate emporium and then below it, you have the news and the news actually tells you like what the dailies, the bounties, all that good jazz is. So, you know, every time you boot up your game, what you can expect instead of having to go to the website. But are you still checking that out right now? Is there enough engagement for you or is there not anything that's more interesting than just additional gold to, to that you care about at this point? So let me know. I want to hear the feedback on this, either on Twitter or in the Keelhaul Discord. Uh, send me an email. You can always write me at C-A-P-T uh, or, or Twitter is at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. You can always send me an email at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. Or just hit me up in the Discord. Let me know what you guys think too. There's a questions and feedback section over there if you if you want to uh, kind of contribute to the conversation because I, I like that they have this in here. It's not engaging enough for me to pay attention to it, and I hardly ever get a time uh, time to actually take advantage of the the regular events. Like it kind of takes me back to the cursed sales events where those things were on set times during the week and each week was a different set of crews and if you missed out man like that was it you were done like good luck because you didn't get those those commendations to get the sales uh for that event it was it was a real real tough thing to do they actually had to kind of hot fix it on the fly to do that with the regular events i, I want to know how many people are actually taking advantage of this because it's during times that are typically European centric. So how does that work for people that are working a standard nine to five in East coast, uh, central in anywhere in the, the North America or South America times. So I'm curious to find out like what you guys think of that. Let me know. Uh, I'm thinking that's it for all of the regular stuff that's been going on. The actual news that I wanted to dive into uh with this week from rare besides the contests besides the the music and all that good jazz we got a bit of a teaser for some of the stuff that's going to be coming well for something that's going to be coming in the actual uh game and i'm really confused by this because what it looks like is a skull on a beach that has glowing teeth and eyes and uh, a nose hole so I really want to know as I'm looking at this, it's a zoom in on what looks like the skull of an Ashen Lord. We know that Ashen Lords are what Flameheart has been working up towards. We know that Stitcher Jim is potentially turning into an Ashen Lord based on the the mess that he made with the chest of rage that uh, that he had in the Heart of Fire. Um, so I'm wondering if this means that we're finally going to see what an ashen lord looks like what it's actually going to be and what it means and why the skull is like so hot 
it's well not like that but it's so overheated like it's got smoke and sparks coming out of the back of it so i want to know we're looking forward to what's going to be coming out. Rare has done an excellent job of continuously upping the content as each month comes on and we're, we're cresting over a year's worth of committed content from them. They're moving into the second year of month by month release for free. Mind you, we have not paid for any new content in the game outside of what's available in the Pirate Emporium for cosmetics and stuff. We haven't had to pay for new islands or new uh, equipment, anything like that. We, we've gotten everything for free and I still it still makes it's, I still go crazy. I'm looking at Destiny. I have Shadow. No, I have Forsaken on PC. I'm looking at my Xbox. I do not have Forsaken on my Xbox and I'm just like, man, guys, I really hate paying for expansion content multiple times, let alone in the first place. So I'm, I really have to hand it to Rare and to Microsoft as we, we start to learn more about the C, the Series X and stuff. Um, oh God, I can't wait for that update. Can you guys wait for that, that news event that's going to happen on the 23rd? That's going to be amazing. I can't wait for that. I took the day off. I literally requested the day off just so that I could sit around and watch that and see what's going. I don't think it's going to be as hype as a lot of other podcasts are doing, but it's going to be pretty awesome. So I'm really excited to see what they're going to bring to the table for the launch of the Series X and hopefully a few things that might be coming later on post launch. But that's for another podcast. And I'm sure by the end of that, I will hopefully have a chance to grab CJ uh, to to do another shore leave episode so we can dive into some of the awesome news that we get from that. Getting back to Sea of Thieves, though, sorry for that weird detour. I just had to I got excited, so I had to say something about it. I'm really looking forward to seeing if we're going to be getting Ashen Lords in this next coming update, if we're going to be able to uh, see like what is Flame Hearts, because I'm going to be honest, man, these ghost ships are pretty tough. They're they're not the hardest thing in the world. I'm I'm wanting to see what an Ashen Lord can do because we've seen skeleton lords and they're pretty they're pretty good. But I really want to see what a, what an Ashen Lord can bring to the table, how that's going to be. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure it's not too too far from uh, the time of recording that we'll be able to get this uh, out and, and see what's going on with it. Um, the last thing that I wanted to talk about as I try to close out this window because I don't need it anymore is something that a lot of people have really been amazed by. And I have to come out and say at the first thing I saw of this, because there's there's been a lot of prop makers out in the Sea of Thieves community. Some of them are legit. Some of them actually go and model out the content that they're making. Others rip the assets from the game. They're using a tool that was given to them and they go into the files for Sea of Thieves and they extract the models from the game and then they 3D print those, paint those, and sell them online. And technically, from what I understand, that's illegal. So just be careful about what you buy out there. It's cool, but maybe not support someone who's uh, ripping off content from Rare. I don't know. Depends on how you feel. That's a moral, moral line that I don't want to cross. And the thing that I was really skeptical about is this fan content that came out. Um, this is a... 13 and almost 14 minute long walkthrough of an environment 
uh, a tall tale called the hydrant's curse and i was really skeptical at first i did not think this person actually built this uh from scratch they said they did i didn't think they did because usually when you see something like this you see lead up to it um when eridar was making his sea of thieves or pixel seas and stuff there was always little teases as he was going along you know showing off stuff to different people or, or getting people hyped up for it this came out of nowhere it dropped it looks really authentic and as I was watching it, I was like, you know, this looks great. It looks a little too great. It looks a little too close to Sea of Thieves. And I started to think that he had taken stuff from the game and I was getting kind of upset because I was like, man, people are really going on this and it, they're really excited. But I'm, I feel like this guy stole assets and he just threw them together in Unreal. And I took a look at his content on YouTube and it had been modding. So I was like, all right, well, he's obviously comfortable with Unreal Engine to be able to mod other games. And I got really, really jaded about it. So as the weekend progressed, uh, more and more information about Daniel Green came out and we we found his Twitter. Uh, he posted this on Reddit. It was shared around and we found out that uh, he did in fact post about this earlier on and how he was doing this as a school fan project. Uh, he's working on being an environmental artist. So this was all done by hand. This was all done as a fan creation thing. And it wasn't until uh, I believe it was yesterday or the day before that we actually got a link from him that links to a um, making of tutorial of how he actually built this tall tale. Now, I'm going to have links to this in the show notes because he deserves it. He put a lot of effort into this. And after seeing him go through the process of what it took to build out his tall tale, uh, you will be very impressed with just how good it looks, how close to the game it looks. There's a few things here and there that are a little off, but the, the environment itself is actually very, very good. He did an amazing job. So uh, shout out to Daniel Green. You nailed it, man. You nailed it. He's a student. He's been studying uh, as a master's to get a three environmental artist. And this was something that he made over the course of two months because he's just a big fantasy of thieves. So he put it out there. The devs love it. The devs thought it was great. And I, I have to say, I was completely wrong in, in thinking that he had just ripped out assets because I had seen what other people have done and I judged him prematurely. So I'm sorry for that. But dude, this is awesome. Like, I really hope this gets you a job because you really, really had a good eye for what was unique about Sea of Thieves and how to replicate that in a way that gave you the tools that you needed to be able to create craft something on your own and you put in the work to actually map it out play it see how it felt and texture it build it all that jazz test it out and then put it out there for everyone and you really did a great job so i hope more and more people get a chance to actually see this because man that was that was really awesome to check out so uh, I'm going to have links to his Twitter, to his YouTube, to the videos uh, for the actual fan content, as well as the actual um, making of video in the show notes. So you, you can't 
obviously watch them for a podcast. So I would encourage you to save this podcast. This is uh, episode 128, I believe. Uh, make sure you save this and you go check out the links in the show notes when you have time to be able to watch through this. Uh, a lot of people have been on the Keel Hall Discord and have already seen this in the SOT shot, I believe, uh, is where, where we were talking about it. And man, it's just, it's really cool. It was really awesome to see just how this all came together. So congrats, uh, you, you did a great job and I look forward to seeing you get a job in the industry where you can actually start doing this on your own as well too. Um, the last thing that I think I'm going to cover for the episode deals with the sightless combat stream. So let's get into that. All right, so the last topic I wanted to dive into was the really awesome Xbox Ambassador Mixer stream that we got to do with Sightless Combat. So shout out to Sightless Combat for inviting the Keelhauled community to the stream. Uh, we had a really good time playing Sea of Thieves with Sightless Combat. Um, if you'll remember, in one of the past episodes, uh, we talked about how he is blind, how he has to rely on crewmates to get him to different places and uh, actually be able to get to the helm of a ship to be able to um, get around on the seas. And I, I'll be honest, I wasn't 100% satisfied with him just helming. I really wanted to give him a better experience on the seas and have a little more agency uh, in, in what was going on with the voyage. So shout out to lady ursula who joined us during the stream and shout out to mina fairy who did an awesome job helping navigate sightless combat around the ship around the island to help us uh get him into different areas so that he could actually participate with us instead of just kind of hanging out on the helm because i wanted him to get a chance to, to to stretch his sea legs and and get out there and kill some skeletons and grab some treasure and row a rowboat because uh one of the things that he had hadn't gotten a chance to do was actually row in a rowboat. And it's one of the few things that is very straightforward as far as the controls. You have uh, your left oar and your right oar and you can break and you can uh, the left or right oar independently and each one controls you know if you turn if you pull the left or you're going to go right if you pull the right or you're going to go right or you know what i mean i don't i'm not going to correct that but the uh but the point is is that he hadn't had an opportunity to do that so um the vod for that should be over on mixer at uh xbox ambassadors i would highly recommend going over there and checking it out um if you go back to the episode with sightless combat there's actually links to his YouTube, which I'm sure he'll be, probably be uploading that VOD or at least clips from it to the actual VOD to show like what it was like for him to get used to rowing the rowboat. And he nailed it. He did an excellent job. The, the whole voyage was really fun. We had a good time blowing up uh, skeletons and playing with him. It was a real insight to realize uh, on the spot, like things that were causing issues with with him being able to play the game 
and things that we were thinking of uh, for for just kind of talking off the cuff about accessibility options for people. And one of the ones that I wanted to address that he thought of while we were actually out there fighting skeletons was on the cannons or when you're holding a gun, there could be an accessible option to give you a audible notification when you have crossed sight over a enemy. Now, in Halo, there's something like this. There's actually like an enemy trigger audio cue. So if you hear that and you pull the trigger, it means that there's an enemy in front of you. Something I didn't know. And he was talking about how if you could at least move the joystick and kind of move the angle of the cannon when you heard the audible trigger of when a skeleton actually was right where you uh, were aiming, that that audible noise would be uh, enough to give you the, the, the knowledge that you need to pull the trigger to be able to, to shoot the cannon to, to try and fire it. Cause what we had to do was, uh, I was standing next to combat looking at Mina who was rallying, uh, skeletons on the Island towards the beach and combat was on the cannon. And I was watching the stream to see what his perspective was and giving direction based on where he was aiming. So I would tell him to go a little bit left or a little bit right based on the stream and where I could see his sights were and just my ability to aim. And Mina did a great job of kind of pulling some of the skeletons to where the cannonball marker on the island was so that if he didn't move it he could at least shoot again and one of the other things that we were talking about was there's no audio cue there's no indication when you are receiving an item so one of the other accessibility options that i thought would be good for people without sight is to have an audible cue for when you're taking something from someone or when someone is in front of your sight and offering you something um because um, at the moment, I can offer him something, but unless I tell him that I'm offering something in front of him, he doesn't know to hit X to be able to take it. And if he takes it, there's no information given to him about what he just took. So I could have given him a worm and told him it was a cannonball and he would never know because the game doesn't actually give you that information. So there's a few things that... As we were kind of uh, talking through it on on the stream, uh, some really good ideas on some of the audio cues that could be brought to the game to help enable people with poor vision uh, or no vision to be able to aim a cannon or aim a sight uh, or a gun or have a have your sword out. Like, how nice would it be if you? couldn't see and you had your sword but you could hear the skeleton and as you turned when you heard the skeleton there was an audio cue a very distinct audio cue that let you know that you were right in front of the skeleton and that the skeleton was going to attack you so you could block and then you could uh and you could have an audible noise for when you successfully blocked like the little tink and sorry i just bumped the microphone i'm 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 moving my hands as i talk as i usually do and i try not to hit the microphone when i do that but sometimes it happens so i apologize i've talked over it so much there's no point in me even going back to edit it at this point so i apologize for that too because i'm just being lazy but to get back to the point um it was a really good stream it really opened my eyes uh figuratively about how it must be to try and play a game that does not have 
uh, as good as accessibility as something that as many accessibility options for blind people as you could. And these are not like balance breaking things. Like we talked a little bit about auto aim and I, I have a, I have a problem with auto aim being abused by people that don't need it and how that would be a balance breaking issue. But at the same time, I know that auto aim for destiny on Xbox is there to help when you're actually fighting, but that is a PVE scenario. So I don't know if that translates into the PVP side of uh, Xbox gaming either. But if it did, then maybe that would help out with uh, some of the console players who were playing on Xbox opt out uh, so that it would help kind of give you a little bit better of a, an, an auto aim, a little more precision when you're actually fighting skeletons or players in Sea of Thieves. Things like that to try and improve some of the quality of life for people that don't have a mouse and keyboard, which at the end of the day, I'm always going to be way more comfortable with mouse and keyboard because that's kind of where I started. So I, I understand how hard it is to play Sea of Thieves with a controller if that's not your native control scheme or if there are just not enough accessibility options for you to indicate where you're aiming, how you need to play the game, things like that. So I would highly recommend folks head over to the Xbox Ambassador channel over on Mixer. Um, support us as Xbox Ambassadors. We're trying to build a positive community out there. We're trying to make things uh, welcoming for others. And I I, I signed up because I, I love the idea of the program. I think it's a great initiative from the community to be able to try and build better communities that are more supportive. Um, it's free to sign up. You get a cool little badge after you do some quests. And I think you guys could do it. Commit to that if you can, actually. If you guys can take some time, head over to the Xbox Ambassador website on, on Microsoft.com. Commit to being an ambassador. Commit to those morals, those those that code of conduct. I, I think you'll feel better about it. I certainly did when I did it. And it gave me a little badge on my profile. I like having it there. And I just try to be a good, positive uh, person in the community, even though my community is predominantly Sea of Thieves with a mix of other uh, consoles and, and such, you know, other other companies and such. So um, had a really great time. I'm looking forward to seeing if we can dive deeper into accessibility features that we could bring to the game. Um, I think it's a really interesting aspect of the game that doesn't get explored as much because it's a niche thing. But if it brings more people to the game and they get to play how they want, then psh, I'm happy with it. That's what I want anyway. So I'm going to leave it at that, folks. Uh, that's all for now. Um, if things go well, I have got an awesome interview that I recorded with Chris Marlowe. I need to get it approved by Microsoft and Sea Thieves PR. Uh, I need to get it uh, edited together, and I'm hoping that I will have that available for you either next week or the week after um, if, if things work out. If they don't, then... It's, it's, I'm sorry I even said it, but it's something I'm, I'm excited to talk about because we dove into a lot of the, the, uh, the, the, the journey of how the game went from inception to current day status and just some of the, the joy that we had for the game in the community. I've been having such a good time playing with the community lately. I, I, I just been having a really good time with it. So hopefully that's coming out in the future. Um, I know we're going to be getting Sea of Thieves news soon. Hopefully, 
I, I don't actually know. I actually have no clue when we're going to be getting more CTHES news, but I would say this week. So keep your eyes and ears open for stuff on Twitter, stuff on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you guys normally get your news if it's not from uh, the podcast solely, because I imagine that next week uh, I will probably be talking about whatever is we're going to be getting for this month's update because it's going to be cool or maybe it's going to be hot. It'll probably be hot. That skull looked pretty warm. It's going to be hot. All right, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you guys love this. If you guys want to help me, there's a ton of ways that you can do that right now. First off, support Robots Radio uh, Podcast Network. Um, there's a ton of great shows over there and a ton of great people. They've been really, really kind to me and I've enjoyed it. I am going to be on the DL Download Podcast, the ad that you heard this episode. Uh, I'm going to be on their, their latest episode this week. I believe it comes out Tuesday. Uh, so we talk about Sea of Thieves. We talk about some of the other pirate games that are, are in the mix that uh, we just kind of discuss. And I, I have a, a 60 second quiz that I bombed and totally gave answers that just came off the top of my head as opposed to actually saying what I probably wanted to say, which in retrospect was a really dumb way to play that game. But it, I felt so pressured. I just blurred the, the first thing that came to mind for, <laughs> for some of those things. And um, yeah, I, I can't wait to do that. So uh, head over to Robots Radio. Um, make sure that you guys are supporting them. And if you want to support me, join the Keelhauled community. Um, get involved with the community. Uh, sign up for Xbox Ambassadors if that sounds cool to you. Again, it's free, so why not? Um, share this with a friend. Share this with a random person who's upset that they don't have anyone to play with like Chenzo and Evil Monkey do on Twitter. Uh, you know, go over to iTunes if you want, if you have an Apple uh, account and, and you, you have access to iTunes. Uh, they do a review system and it's a five-star review. You write whatever you want. If you do, uh, awesome. If you don't, not a worry because you just supporting it or following it on Spotify, any of those things all of those things uh, just help with the the statistics. It helps get the podcast up there and rank. Um, I don't know if that made noise. Hopefully it didn't, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to see if I can pull up iTunes right now because I wanted to actually grab that review that I just recently got that I promised from last week that I was actually going to read and I didn't want to be a liar and not actually read the, uh, the five-star review that I got last week or that I got a while ago that I said that I was going to actually read this week. So uh, this one comes to us from Mr. Penguin 06. This was back on June 26. That's how far behind I am on these. Uh, he says, Yar, this scurvy dog known as Captain Logan is one of the only podcast makers for this game. It's true. Uh, and really does it well. Thank you. Uh, I enjoy the update patch notes in the pod because I don't have time to read them myself. Lazy beard. I really enjoy listening to this, these and I hope to see you again next update. Well, I'm definitely going to be covering the next update update. I love digging into the patch notes and seeing what's changed and what's going out there. And to all of you, if you have any questions, suggestions, you can always reach out to me. I always welcome the feedback, whether it's good or bad, doesn't matter. Some of it won't affect me. Some of it will affect me. The ones that do affect me are the folks that reach out and give me the five star reviews because it shows me that you care, that I'm doing something you like. And I like when I do something for you that you like, because I don't want to do something for you that you don't like. That would be kind of a bummer. But other than that, I can't think of anything else to say. So I'm going to end it here. Pirates, thank you. 
I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. at robotsradio.net.